There's a lot of quarterback needy teams in the middle of the first round coming up. Who's going to get one? We'll discuss that on today's Renner Ranks. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Renner Ranks, your go-to daily ranks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget to subscribe, follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I, of course, am your host, Mike Renner, NFL Draft Analyst over at The Messenger. Today's podcast brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. All right, on Wednesday, earlier this week, we did one through nine, picks one through nine, breaking down strategically what those teams need. Today, we're doing 10 through 18, the picks that are already locked in. And then obviously next week, we'll be able to do a few more picks because those will get locked in as well. So let's kick it off. Let's get right into it. Let's get to pick 10 here. New York Jets, almost a Giants. They're New York Jets picking 10th. Not going to the Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers didn't play the snap threshold. So the Packers get their second rounder now instead. And to me, the needs are obvious for this Jets team. You need an offensive tackle, a right tackle, preferably. This class is chock full of right tackles, so not a big deal there for them. Right tackle, preferably, and you need a secondary weapon in the passing game, whether that's a wide receiver, whether that's a tight end. Someone that's reliable that Aaron Rodgers can develop a quick rapport with. Because if you'll think back to Aaron Rodgers' career, the reason why he gets all these guys, the reason why he brought over Alan Lazar, brought over Randall Cobb to the New York Jets, is because rapport is massive with him. Guys that he can trust to be in the right spot at the right time to make the plays, catch the ball, are the ones he'll throw to. And if he doesn't trust those guys, he won't look their way. So you need a guy with ball skills, right off the rip if you are going to draft a wide receiver or else Rodgers might just not throw him the football. So that's why the two passing game options I love for the Jets at pick 10 would be either Roma Dunze from Washington or Brock Bowers from Georgia. Those two guys make a ton of sense for them. Great ball skills, polished products, guys who should come in right away and be able to make an impact in the passing game. If you're not drafting one of those, I think this is a little too high for Keon Coleman, but if you're the New York Jets again, you are drafting with the expressed intent that 2024 is our Super Bowl window. That's why you made the move for Aaron Rodgers. That is why it was so surprising that they didn't go that route last year when they drafted Will McDonald with that first round pick. They didn't play much as a rookie because they have a loaded defensive line. Now he'll play more next year. Um, and obviously for most teams, I don't advocate just drafting for a need for this season. If you think Will McDonald's a special pass rusher, Go out and get them if you believe that, because obviously you can never have too many pass rushers. In the Jets' case, they kind of did because he didn't get to see the field much. But if you believe that, as a long-term team building strategy, I be- I am in favor of that as well because you can't rely on rookies to usually fill roster spots. But with a top 10 pick, I think you kind of can or kind of should, and especially for the New York Jets, again, with how you made your bed with this Aaron Rodgers trade, you definitely should. So those are the two passing game weapons I'm looking at if I'm the Jets. But then you also have this right tackle need where you have Mekhi Becton probably going to be back next year. You would think maybe giving him sort of a one-year prove-it deal. You have Elijah Vera Tucker who could kick out to right tackle in a pinch, but ideally he's a guard in the NFL. And so I'm looking at Amarius Mims, the Georgia right tackle, who I have as a top 
13 player on my draft board, or JC Latham, the Alabama right tackle, who I have as a top 20 player on my draft board. Now, I know some people are, are high on Taliasa Fuaga, the Oregon State right tackle. I don't see him as an immediate passing game option. I, I think um, I'd rather have, especially Amarius Mims, in terms of pass protection right off the rip. Uh, and obviously throwing a rookie right tackle to the Wolves can, you know, even some of the higher, better end pass protectors we've seen at the collegiate level struggle as rookies. It's just a massive leap going from the talent you see at the collegiate level to the talent you see at the NFL level. So I trend toward, that's why I trend towards going wide receiver. I think they can make more of an immediate impact on your roster. But it's one of those two positions, right? I think if you're looking anywhere, especially in this draft class that has those top end talents at those two positions, I just think it's misguided. It won't make near the impact that those guys would. I know it's a number 11, Minnesota Vikings. The needs here, quarterback, depending on what happens with Kirk Cousins. I think we saw enough from Jaron Hall to know that I would like someone else in that building. Cornerback, especially if Brian Flores is still there with what he does defensively. Guys like a Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., not inspiring super confidence in me and what they can do from a man coverage perspective. Defensive line, very they may very well lose Daniel Hunter this offseason. If that's the case, they need a lot of defensive line help then. And then interior offensive line seemingly rinse repeat for the Minnesota Vikings yearly. That seems like a need for them. At this point in the draft, though, it's the quarterback, the cornerback, the defensive line. It, for them, the guys I like are more of the man corners. Nate Wiggins from Clemson, Terran Arnold from Alabama, Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. Is this a little early? Possibly. I think your D-line value might be better here. You can probably find a corner in the second round, maybe like a Kalen King from Penn State you could find in the second round. Whereas edge class probably gets a little thinner when you're talking about day two. Uh, and so if they're in a position to get someone like Laiatu Latu, if Dallas Turner, the UCLA defensive end, if Dallas Turner, the Alabama defensive end falls here, Chop Robinson from Penn State, especially with how much they blitz, how freakish he can be just from a pure get home perspective, how fast he can get to a quarterback when I'm blocked. Those are the guys I'd like. Maybe even a Johnny Newton from Illinois, the defensive tackle, the three technique in that defense. To me, that's maybe a little high for him. Uh, I know others are higher on him than me. The I'd probably lean that edge class first if I'm the Minnesota Vikings. The big thing is, though, quarterback. Do they like Bo Nix, Michael Penix, if J.J. McCarthy declares? Do they like those guys? I I don't know. That, that remains to be seen. We obviously get more evaluation on them. We'll see Bo Nix at the Senior Bowl. Um, get more information on them as the process goes on. But uh, TBD on how the NFL will fall in their evaluation on those guys. The team I do love Bo Nix for, though is who we're going to talk about at number 12. Denver Broncos, their need, obviously, a quarterback. They are pushing Russell Wilson out the door with good reason. He was not good in his two seasons with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, got benched at the end of last year. Cornerback also needs someone across from Patrick Sertan. They're good in the slot. Uh, they're good on the outside with Sertan. But one more could turn the secondary into a top-tier unit. And then I think defensive line help as well anywhere up and down that defensive line. You have some good edge rushing options, but not really every down guys, I'll say, in someone like Nick Benito, who's more of a DPR uh, on that defense. So kind of the edge guys we already just mentioned with the Minnesota Vikings could be in play here. 
But the one quarterback I love for Sean Payton's offense is Bo Nix. I'm going to bang the table for this throughout draft season. When you look at what he did in New Orleans, how that passing game operated, and, and you know, an offensive mind like Sean Payton's obviously flexible enough to try to play to the strengths of his quarterback. But the quick passing game, the screen game, the timing, quick decisions that Drew Brees made in New Orleans is what he wants to do. I think that's how he wants to operate the passing game uh, and, and pair it kind of with the running game and do a lot of extension of the running game stuff with wide screens and that sort of thing. That's what Bo Nix did at Oregon already. Uh, that's what he's comfortable with. He obviously operated that at a really high level over his two seasons there. And I think he's one of the quickest processors in this draft class. I think he could very well do that. Definitely, definitely plays the position faster than someone like Russell Wilson did. Like that was just a mismatch from the beginning, Russell Wilson with Sean Payton uh, offensively in Denver. So I, that's a guy I think could be high in the Broncos board that they could be targeting that would pull the trigger on him that highly. And then after that, it's a lot of the corners and defensive linemen we just mentioned with the Minnesota Vikings, Kool-Aid, Nate Wiggins, well, that's a lot of two chop problems and giant. Yeah, same guys, same guys. Before we get to number 13 here, today's broadcast brought to you by the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On for your twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that is Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. To number 13 now, Las Vegas Raiders. They another team. This is the stretch. Everyone needs a quarterback, right? Are they going to roll in with Aiden O'Connell? Did he show enough for them as a fourth rounder to be considered worthy of the future? Hard to say. I had some ups and downs look like he could definitely start at the NFL level, but it's not like he's a particularly physically gifted quarterback, right? Like he is a pocket passer through and through I'll say. So to be that in today's NFL, you better be darn, you better be tight. You know, you better not miss reads, not miss throws. And do we see enough from them to buy into that? You know, TBD, we'll, we'll see if they're players in the free agent class of the quarterback market, someone at this, sort of stage, whether it's, you know, Vikings, Broncos, Raiders, those three, someone has to be involved in the free agent market. There's just not enough quarterbacks to go around in the draft. So them being at the back end of this bunch, you have to think that 
they either see the running on the wall or they make a big splash to move up and go get a quarterback. Um, so then from there, biggest needs pretty much all over this roster, up and down the defense especially, uh, but also offensively right tackle is a big need. So I think, you know, we've talked about those three guys who are all right tackles in college, uh, George's Mary's Mims, J.C. Latham from Alabama, and Taliesa Fuaga from uh, Oregon State. I, I think Tyler Guyton could be in this mix as well, the Oklahoma right tackle. This might be, is a little rich for me, but NFL may see him differently. He's definitely physically on par with those other guys in terms of what he can do as an athlete. And as much as I disagree about chasing athletic traits, a tackle, a, for my money, skilled position where, you know, you need to have that innate skill uh, and skill development on your tape for me to be sold on you. NFL often disagrees with me in that regard. So he could go as high as this. So this feels like a real good spot for a right tackle just because of the value aspect. It's a position that you rarely find. You're just off at tackle in general. You really find high-level players later on in the draft. They are scarce, and this is a deep class. So take advantage of it. I go back to that 2020 class to highlight how deep classes sort of impact evaluations. The 2020 tackle class that had Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, Mekhi Becton, and Tristan Wirfs, four guys that if they were the lone tackle, you know, if, if there was, if the other three didn't exist in that class, all get bumped up four or five spots because the tackle need doesn't go away. They all have grades high enough that would be drafted in that range, but the Bucks benefit and get one of the best tackles in the NFL because there was just so many guys all the way down to pick 13. And so I think that could be the case in this year's class. There's just not enough teams that can literally draft tackles, even though all these guys will have sky high grades. So Raiders could be the benefit. Fiduciary of that reasoning, but then also defensive side of the ball, it's BPA. There's, there's really no position I'd even call off limits for this Raiders. Maybe edge. You just drafted one last year in Tyree Wilson, but Tyree Wilson's versatile enough that if you draft another edge, you could see the football field. DT probably would make a little more sense, whether it's someone like Johnny Noon from Illinois, whether it's someone like Byron Murphy from Texas. We shall see. That's number 14, New Orleans Saints. Biggest needs. I mean, this isn't a bad roster. Defensive line, I think, needs upgrades. Quarterback. I don't even have to say it. I'm not even going to discuss it. But but players to target, if you're looking, though, you have such a hamstrung cap situation that you're just you're not looking to plug holes today, right? You're looking to plug holes three years from now when your cap situation becomes tenable to actually have a rebuild and a roster that can then compete and kind of replenish the coffer sort of thing. So from that perspective, all you're looking to target is kind of cornerstones. And when I talk about cornerstones, I'm talking about offensive tackles, defensive ends, corners, wide receivers, high value, high paid positions that can impact the football field. I also talk about the quarterback position also, but they're paying Derek Carr a lot of money and they're going to, they're stuck with that decision they made, unfortunately, for the next couple seasons. So developmental guy would be great. This feels like the class to take one in like the third round, though, a developmental guy for the New Orleans Saints. Not necessarily a first rounder with how many top tier talents there are. And at pick 14, you think you can get a guy who is a future piece for, you know, decade plus sort of guy there. 
Whereas if it's a quarterback, you're getting an already picked over class all the way down to 14. And then he's going to ride the pines for a few years. So when that's the case, and again, since it's such a deep class, maybe take that guy in the third round. You know, maybe make that a Michael Pratt from Tulane, hometown guy, all the way in the third. That that would be, in my opinion, a better allocation of resources than just settling for a guy at 14. On to number 15, Indianapolis Colts. Biggest needs on this roster, cornerback, wide receiver. I think also if like Brock Bowers is on the board here, I'd love Brock Bowers in that offense, the Georgia tight end, because of what he can do on the move as a blocker. I love adding that athletic tight end that can block on the move with an athletic quarterback that is involved in the running game. I, I think you know, it's no secret, you know, when Mark Andrews, what he does there in that Ravens offense is something that I think you want to replicate uh, in Indy because the running quarterback, I hate calling them running quarterbacks, but quarterbacks that are as big a rushing threats as someone like Anthony Richardson is, where that opens up passing lanes is over the middle of the field, right behind the linebackers, right? Who exploits those zones the best? What positions? Slot receivers, tight ends. So getting like Brock Bowers, and yeah, I know you have a ton of tight ends on this roster right now in Indy, but a guy who's none of them as talented as Bowers, obviously. And if you're smart, you can replicate a lot of stuff that the Ravens do with two tight end sets. So I think Bowers is a guy that if he falls to 15s or run the card in situation for the Colts, but if he's not on the board there, I still think you could look at this wide receiver class. Michael Pittman set to hit free agency. Alec Pierce is just, he's flat out not good. He's not the vertical threat they wanted when they drafted him. So if you are looking for a vertical threat, I think this could be a place for Brian Thomas Jr., the LSU wide receiver, six foot three, six foot four range, going to run slow four fours to maybe high four threes. The guy has real deal top end speed. Love what he can do in that regard. I, I think this would be a great fit for him. But if not, there's a bunch of corners that I think you're just plug and play starters to upgrade that room. And if you're in the AFC South right now with all those young quarterbacks, you're probably going to need some corners to combat them. So whether that's Nate Wiggins, who probably would be high on Ballard's board with his athletic traits. I think Cooper DeGene could be high on Ballard's board too. The Iowa cornerback with his athletic traits, maybe even Terry on Arnold the Alabama corner with his ability to play the slot if they don't re-sign Kenny Moore. So a lot of options for the Colts down there uh, to replenish. They're not too far away. This roster isn't that bad, actually, for as much as, you know, they were top five pick last year. There's a reason they were on the precipice of the playoffs this year. Now, before we get to the last three here, this podcast brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we talk about a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than someone I love getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be displayed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your order. 
Final three teams here. Number 16, Seattle Seahawks. This far down, always difficult to peg where a team is going to go. But it's hard to see this Seahawks team not going defensive line. Now, I know you made the trade last year for Leonard Williams at midseason. Hopefully, he'll be part of your plans. You have him, Draymond Jones. You have a bunch of options along this defensive line. You don't have really difference makers, I'll say, along the defensive line. Boy Mafe, you know, maybe could be in time. Year two was a nice, you know, advance for him from year one from his first season. But I think you keep investing there because your other needs, you know, interior offensive line, linebacker could maybe use another cornerback, aren't nearly as pressing as what another edge rusher could do, especially when you play in division with the 49ers, the Rams, you're going to have to stop the run. You're going to have to get after the passer. Like you want a two-way guy. That's why I really think Jared Verse is their best option for who could realistically be on the board, the Florida State edge rusher, because he's probably the most powerful of this top group of edge rushers, you know, 260 pounds, a real three down edge rusher and what he brings to the table. Um, I can see Chop Robinson, the Penn State edge going here as well, but that's, it just feels like a position where they're going to keep investing in this defensive line. On to number 17, Jacksonville Jaguars. Two real glaring needs that I think could be addressed here. One, the slot cornerback position. Of those guys we've talked about as first rounders, I really like Terry on Arnold, the Alabama corner, and I really like Cooper DeGene as possible slot transitions. Obviously, you know, they've both played there at times over the course of their careers, but that's a glaring weakness in this Jaguars defense. But then also I would love a ball winner type of wide receiver. You know, I think Roma Dunze would be awesome. He's not going to be on the board at this point in time, I don't think. But Keon Coleman could be Florida State wide receiver, six foot four, 215 pounds, can make those contested catches. I know Ian Harditz, former PFF or former coworker of the fantasy analyst, he tweeted out, go search for a highlight reel of all the near-miss touchdowns that Trevor Lawrence had on his tape this past season because his wide receivers just aren't catch point wide receivers, whether it's Calvin Ridley, whether it's Zay Jones, whether it's Christian Kirk, those are separators, not necessarily mossers, if you will. They are not guys who can make plays through contact consistently. And the problem is Trevor Lawrence likes to throw those plays, drain back all the way to his time at Clemson. So someone like Ian Coleman or even Texas Adnai Mitchell, TBD on how the NFL will see him um, going forward and what his prospects are. Obviously, he has declared for the NFL draft. But in like a six foot three, big catch radius. You saw that semifinal fade route that he had where he jumped like three seconds before the ball even got there and still holding a touchdown. That's some guy, that's the kind of guy that I think to unlock Trevor Lawrence's full potential, the Jaguars have to add to that offense. Last team here, and it's a team that I wrote, if you see the sidebar there, that is in very much luck by the strengths of this draft class. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. All signs seemingly point to, at this point, T. Higgins being let go this offseason, let go, walking out the door, willing them willing to let him go in free agency because they know they're going to have to back up the Bricks truck for Jamar Chase in a couple of years here. So I think you can replenish that wide receiver. You know, Keon Coleman, who we just talked about, Florida State wide receiver, makes a ton of sense. I think that Brian Thomas Jr., if you want to add a little more speed, who also has size, uh, the LSU wide receiver makes a ton of sense. 
and I Mitchell even, you know, there are wide receivers abound for you here if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. But then there's also right tackles abound because I think Jonah Williams will be let go via free agency yet again. Another let go. I keep saying that. We'll be able to, they'll let him walk in free agency. And they've been trending more towards bullies on the offensive line, obviously, with adding Orlando Brown last year. But trending more towards bigger dudes, getting away from the outside zone stuff. And again, this class is just swarming with these massive right tackles. J.C. Latham, Alabama, Amari Smith from Georgia, Taliesa Fuaga from Oregon State, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. And why I keep bringing those guys up, and I brought them up for pretty much everyone here, is because everyone needs tackles. And so those guys will go top 20, I think. All five of those guys mentioned just because the needs are there for so many teams. And they're good prospects. If they do flip to the defensive side of the ball, I think the only way I could see them going in this if they do go defense again, they've gone defense early for multiple straight years. Ever since the Jamar Chase pick, it's been like defense, 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 defense. So I think it's the year in the class to kind of flip over to the offensive side of the ball. But if they do go defense, Byron Murphy is like a Grady Jarrett-ish clone that could be added to that defense or Jerzon Newton. One of those two DTs I think would make sense with where the needs fall for this Bengals roster. So there you have it. There are... Picks 10 through 18, broken down through the best strategies, best options available. Obviously, free agency will change this stuff, but we'll be back next week breaking down the next nine picks in the draft, maybe even more than that. We'll maybe just do the rest of the draft as it stands right now because at that point, the order doesn't become as massive to what you're getting. Um, just more breaking down how these teams should approach those picks at that point in time. So. Until then, you listen to Renner Ranks, part of Lockdown Network, Podcast Network, your team every day.